Hello, welcome to a live edition of Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite tanking team in the Bay Area. On today's episode, Eric Carlson scores two more points, putting him up to 98. Uh, the Sharks continue to sink and whatever you guys want to discuss. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Uh, We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, make sure you're following along on YouTube as well. So that way you know when I go live or whenever the new episodes come out. So um, the Sharks stink. Um, I don't want to talk about the Sharks stinking against the Avalanche. That's why I wanted to do another live show. That way I can answer your questions, um, whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, I didn't want to plan an episode, and let's do that. So, But first, before we get into that, I do want to talk about our beloved Eric Carlson with another two-point night tonight, uh, putting him at 98 points, uh, the second most points in a Sharks uh, Sharks franchise history uh, behind one Joe Thornton when he won the heart and at 114. But um, what Eric Carlson is doing this year continues to be just absolutely bonkers. Um, the assist he had on the Stephen Lorenz goal, the man just taking souls, doing whatever he wants to one of the best teams in the NHL literally won the Stanley Cup last year. And would you be surprised if at this end of everything, if Colorado is holding up the cup again, um, Eric Carlson just doing what he wants on the ice. Um, Steven Lorenz, great play by Steven Lorenz, got to the open area, but Eric Carlson did 99% of that goal. And uh, Lawrence, all he had to do was just kind of uh, just guide it in. Um, I don't know how Carlson found him there. It's just his vision and his ability to just find guys and make things happen. Um, even on the Carlson goal, right? You go back to the first period and they do, you know, Sharks do a good job of kind of setting up and Carlson just left alone and knows exactly where to go. Um, uh, just so great. I love you, Eric Carlson. It's going to be really sad when you're playing for another team next year. Um, but yeah, just absolutely bananas from Eric Carlson. Um, deserves to win the Norris. I don't know how you cannot give him the Norris. Uh, he's at 98 points. I don't see Eric Carlson being held off the score sheet for four straight games. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, just it's it's absolutely bonkers what he's doing. Um, I will behind peek behind the curtain. Way back before the season started, I was doing my like bold predictions, and one of my bold predictions I had kind of you know um, tossed around with Kyle was I was like, okay, ninety point Timo. 
was like, should I be bold and say, you know, like point per game Carlson? And uh, Kyle was like, yeah, I mean, if you think the Sharks are going to be bad, I, I don't see you can have a 90-point Timo and a point per game Carlson. Um, yeah. A hundred. If you had told me a hundred point Carlson was going to happen, um, I would have said you are a, a liar. And the Sharks are probably going to make the playoffs, but they threaded the needle of being super, super bad, um, and Eric Carlson being super, super good. So I know he had some defensive miscues tonight. Um, again, the Avalanche—they just put so much pressure on you, where you have to be perfect defensively. Um, doesn't matter who you are, and. That's what they do to you. They just—they have so many people. You every line that comes out can score, uh, and you just cannot take a break against this this Avalanche team, and they'll make you pay. Sharks did a good job last game of kind of hanging in there with them, and Kapokakinen kind of stole that point for them um, tonight. We saw why again why Colorado is just such a freaking monster of a team and why the sharks are going to be picking probably fourth in the, the draft uh, coming up. So um, yeah, other than that, I mean, there's really not too much else to take away. I thought Thrun looks pretty good. I know he had the turnover um, that led to, I think it was the first goal, um, you know, where he just got to, I think he tried to do a little too much there, got a little uh, too much pressure on him and uh, got his pocket picked. But I mean, you have to be excited with Thrun just, how calm he looks all the time. And um, once he gets a full off season and going into next year, um, get some actual chemistry with his line mates and with the offense and can learn the system a little bit more. Um, I think uh, Henry Thrun is just going to be a, a competent NHL defenseman that you're going to be able to rely on for the next, you know, five, six, seven, eight years type of situation. So um He's he looks really, really good. Almost scored a goal tonight. You can see the offense there. I think as he continues to get a little bit more confident, um, isn't playing the Colorado Avalanche every night. Um, but yeah, I think uh I think Thrun is going to be a a very, very solid pickup for the Sharks uh, going forward. So very, very excited about his future. Um the top six, I think, tonight was was a big disappointment from them. The bottom six looked really good. You know, the Stephen Lorenz, um, Raska, I thought, you know, you saw whatever Raska stepped on the ice. You saw Raska doing Raska things tonight. Um, made made some good opportunities there offensively, but um, yeah, I'm. I think though for the for the top six, though, I think it was really disappointing. You felt like maybe it was going to be a hurdle night, especially the way he started the game. Um, had that nice kind of give and go play with Carlson and he hits the post. Uh, but it just, you know, had another good chance. But then you just kind of see the talent of Colorado take over. And I, I think uh, David Quinn said it in the uh, the postgame press conference of, um, yeah, talent kind of takes over, wins out throughout time. And again, the Sharks did a good job the first game on Tuesday night to kind of keep it close. But um, Colorado's really good. They don't even have Landis Gog playing right now or Kale McCarr. So when those guys get back, um, if Landis Gog gets back, I assume Kale McCarr will be healthy for the playoffs. Uh, they're probably just being very, very precautious with him right now. Um, but if they get those guys back, uh, watch out Western Conference. Um, I think a, a Bruins, I know it would be kind of chalk, but a Bruins, uh, Bruins Avs, sign me up. That would be, that'd be a ton of fun for the uh, Stanley Cup. So um, before... 
I see a lot of Gushin talk. Uh, we'll talk Gushin uh, about what he did this week. Just absolutely insane. Um, and then answer some of your questions. I think there was a couple draft questions in there as well. Before we do that, though, I do need to take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our friends over at Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for uh, quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire. You need indeed. All right. Uh, let's start answering some of you guys' questions because, again, I didn't really feel like kind of planning an episode. So I'm, uh, I'm going to ask you guys to help the content boy make some content. Uh, Berserker says hi. Hi, buddy. Um, all right. Let's start with Gushin because... Uh, also, Gushin cannot be stopped. Uh, what he's done um, this this week, absolutely insane. Um, the man, if you've missed out, um, he played five games in six days, including three and three, has just absolutely produced um, bouncing between the NHL and the AHL. Scores his first game on Saturday, first um, career uh, goal in his first career game Saturday night. Monday, he's playing, uh, gets sent back down. He's playing in Coachella Valley, um, looks, playing top-line minutes, does awesome Gushin things, right? Tuesday, gets called back up, has to go back to San Jose, plays. i uh, sorry, he scored a goal on Monday, too, if I forget, remember correctly. Tuesday, he goes back to San Jose, has to play um, in another NHL game. Beautiful assist on the Peterson goal. Just, just you, you see why he's so special on that play right there. Then gets sent back down, has to go from all the way down to San Diego, play in a his third game in three days. Um, his quote was, "I just love playing hockey. Let me play." Um, this, this close, this close to getting a hat trick in that game. Just absolutely dominant uh, for the Barracuda. Uh, shout out Ozzy though, Ozzy. Starting to put things together here at the end of the season. But um, you have to be excited about Daniel Gushin. Like, he's so he's going to be so special for the Sharks. Um, I love watching him play. I I still think he starts next year on the, the Barracuda. Um, let him go just dominate the AHL, burn it down. Give him a give the Sharks a reason to bring him up and never send him back down again. Kind of like what they did with Eklund. I know a little bit different situation, but um, I would be one, you know, let him go and just kind of figure finish kind of rounding out the rest of his game. You see that shot, you see how tantalizing it is. It's going to be the Sharks aren't going to be good again next year. So let him continue to kind of figure that, kind of figure out some of the other things, but man. Oh, 
and I'm so excited for Daniel Gushin. I'm this close to going to be uh, pulling the trigger on a Gushin jersey here because I just think I think he's going to be so special. Um, he's going to be very good. So, uh, what else? Shout out, so many salt, buddy. Um, you're the best. Thanks for your support. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. Um, Rami Najjar, I'm sorry if I screwed that up. If the Sharks get the fourth pick, do you pick Mitchkov? Um, I would, I, if it's, I think it's going to be either Carlson or Mitchkov. Um, if Mitchkov, whoever's there between the two, that's who I would pick. Um, personally, I, I like both those players. Um, I was very, very certain kind of, it was going to be Carlson going to be picked at number three, but I think as we get closer to the draft, um, I know there's the whole Russian factor, right. Of what, you know, of him maybe not coming over. I think, I don't, I think that's overblown um, him. Not, you not seeing him for three years. Again, most of these draft picks, right. Um, you don't see for three years anyway, to be honest, we're just seeing the 2020 draft class start to kind of creep into the, NHL, right? Borlo was a 2020. Gushin was 2020. Um, those guys have played what a combined 20 NHL games, something like that, come together. Like, okay, we're it's fine. If he steps in and he's as good as we expect him to be day one, what's the difference if he's developing in the AHL or developing in juniors or college or whatever? Um, yeah, if he steps in and he's a potential you know, point per game player from day one. If it's a Creel Kaprizov 2.0 type of situation, I don't care. Um, as long as you kind of get assurance that he will be here and I don't see why he wouldn't be here. Um, also quick aside, a uh, really terrible story about his dad. If you haven't seen, apparently his dad just recently passed away. So, uh, so um, feel for the kid. I know right now it's supposed to be kind of one of the most exciting times of his life. And I'm sure it's just going to be a struggle, tough kind of going through that. So, um, you know, I'm just, my heart's with him and I, I, I couldn't, I don't know how, I mean, losing your parents, I, I couldn't imagine. So, um, I hope, you know, hope he's got plenty of other supportive people around him that can kind of help him through this process right now. So, um, anyway, uh, some more good, oh, here's a good one. Uh, in season 12, Homer versus Dignity, Homer plays the guitar left-handed while Bart plays the bass right-handed. Does someone get fired for that mistake? Dake. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's the same thing with the xylophone question. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Uh, are you okay with the Sharks finish? Christopher Lindsay asked, are you okay with the Sharks finishing the season of 29th? Or are you panicking with the other Sharks fans out there? I think it's surprising the Sharks are even still kind of in talks for Bedard. Um, again, I predicted... I said the Sharks are going to be one of the five worst teams going into this season. You can go check the tape. Um, I Again, if you have a top five pick in this draft, you're going to be super happy. And I know missing out on Bedard um, is crushing. And you never know, right? Um, you never know with the draft lottery, um, right? You never know. But if you walk away with Leo Carlson, Michkov, Zach Benson, like – you're going to be super happy about your pick. Um, and these guys are going to be the best prospect in these sharks. They will pass 
Whoever you pick here is going to pass William Eklund. It probably is your best prospect. You could maybe talk me into Eklund over Zach Benson. Um, but if his upside is Braden Point, like I would happily take Braden Point on the Sharks right now. Um, you're going, like, I know the potentially missing out on Fantilli, who is, feels like a surefire thing, but Dard, who's a franchise changing player. It stinks. It's tough. But again, you're going to be super happy with who you pick in the top five. Like you're getting an amazing player who would in most drafts be the first overall pick or be in contention for the first overall pick type of player. So, uh, yeah, we talked about Goosh Halfwall. He's the best. Goosh and Halfwall uh, hockey are both the best. So, uh, let's see. Goosh, Goosh is gonna be a thirty goal guy. I could see, I could see it. Um, you know, you could, you could talk me into Goosh being a thirty goal guy, especially if, if, if you get a guy like a, if you have a line of potential line of, Eklund on one wing, Leo Carlson down the center, and Gushin on another wing, like. Hell yeah. Um, sign me up for that. Um, that that right there is you have the creativity in Eklund. You have, um, you know, Leo Carlson and his tenacity and his ferociousness. And he's kind of the big guy. And then Gushin just sniping shots. Like, let's go. I think that is, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing that you, we could be watching here in a couple of years. So um, before we finish up, um, continue to discuss some of your questions. I think there's some uh, good question about trading up. Um, let's take a quick break. Talk to you guys about the friends over at FanDuel. Um, the NBA playoffs are almost here. Now's the perfect time to download the FanDuel uh, app, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. As bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, uh, Metal Mario asks, thoughts on trading up? I would assume you're talking about the Devils pick because um, nobody in their right mind is going to trade the first or second pick in this draft, right? Like you, I just, <laughs> who's trading? Who wants to be the GM that trades away Connor Bedard? That's my question. I don't care, like, if it GM, if, if if Mike Greer was like, we'll give you like five first round picks for Connor Bedard, which would you rather have? I'm taking Connor Bedard. Um, it's again, do you want a Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews? Do you want one of these special? I just, I don't think you can be that GM who's like, guys, we got five first round picks. Um, and again, the way they're not trading five first round picks, but you get what I'm saying. Nobody is trading away that spot, but. Um, with the devil's pick, I would 
be interested, you would probably, if you look at what Arizona did last year, right? So they traded away a late one, a two, and another two to move up um, from 29 to 11. The Sharks, they have the one, they have the two, they don't have kind of the other ammo uh, to kind of move up to maybe that spot. But if you, if a guy's falling that you really like, um, maybe like uh, ASP, if he starts to slide, which I don't think it's going to happen, but if he starts to slide to like 15, 16, 17, um, I would be very interested in that. If you can know that you're going to be getting kind of two blue, like if you get a, a Leo Carlson, Nishkov, whomever, and then you can get a guy who is projected as a top 10 player, but it maybe it's starting to slide. I would sign up for that because you have a lot of, I know the Sharks, you know, they are going through this rebuild, but you have a lot of pieces. You don't have a lot of blue chip players, right? You know, we talk about Gushin and Gushin's exciting and, and stuff. Um, and he could, but he, again, he's a third round pick who's developing very, very well. You turn around a guy like Ozzy, who is a first round pick, and he's starting to kind of find his, you know, footing now. Robbins playing really well this season. Bordolo is, you know, played really well in the HL, but none of these guys are like kind of these blue chip caliber talent. And you look at a team just, I mean, look at who across the ice tonight, right? How many of Colorado's players are just blue chip? They're just better, more talented players than you. And I think that's where the Sharks, they have a lot of great pieces that would be complementary pieces on, on good teams, um, but they, they need more blue chip caliber guys. So I would do that if there's a, if you feel like a guy like, you know, whomever starting to slide, whatever, if you feel like that's a potential blue chip uh, player who's starting to slide, I would do that. Um, I think, though, with the way this draft is, I think there is going to be a lot like the 2020 draft. Where I think there's going to be a lot of good players at the end of the second or the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, where you're going to be able to get a good, good player there type of situation. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of dig into it a little bit more. Um, but I'm planning on doing a whole episode and kind of looking at guys who could be there, what the trade packages would be, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's kind of my quick answer. So. Corey on the athletic did his top Christopher asks, uh, Corey on the athletic did his top 20 prospects ranking for the sharks. I'm wondering your current top 10. Um, I'm going to do an episode on this. So come on. I don't want to give away all the content right away, but, um, my, I mean, Eklund's number one right now. Um, Eklund's number one right now, probably just quickly off the top of my head. Um, I would say Bortolo to, Gushin, I guess you have to go Gushin three. I'm just going with guys who haven't really kind of played, you know, kind of, I, I go with like the, the 50 game. If you played under 50 games in the NHL, um, Gushin, I would say is probably number three right now with the season he's had. Um, yeah, I don't know. I gotta, I'm going to have to think about it a little bit more. Um, so that's, 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 that's my top three right now. So, um, Ooh, somebody asked, did ask a question about Mukumadulan. Thoughts on Mukumadulan's, uh, Christopher again. Christopher asking all the questions tonight. Uh, thoughts on Mukumadulan's four point night up to seven points in eight games. Um, I was, I was, uh, texting with Halfwell the other day about, uh, Mukumadulan. You can see he's, he's getting more comfortable. Um, 
still reminds me a bit of a giraffe out there. Just he's he's very tall. <laughs> um, so I think he's still getting used to his surroundings, getting used to his teammates, getting used to smaller ice. Uh, I think a full off season to kind of know you're going to be where you're going to be next year um, in the AHL, getting used to your teammates. Um, I like, I think since they partnered him with Kanaizev, um, I think you're starting to see him improve a little bit and get, just get more comfortable feeling better about, about his game than I did a couple weeks ago uh, when he first kind of debuted, but I still think do not rush him. Let him, I would be surprised if we, he's playing NHL games early to mid next season. I think he's a little end of the year type of call up uh, for the sharks and the sharks blue lines kind of a log jam right now, which we'll get into um, this off season as well. So, all right, a couple more questions. It's 2 a.m. for Chris and Canada. You're a trooper. Uh, so, yes. Um, to my, I'd rather you slide a fourth overall and have an almost guaranteed um, a Mitchkoff than type of situation. So, yeah, again, you're going to be super, super happy uh, with whoever you draft in the top five. So, um, I would 100% if I. Got a weird feeling Sharks will end up with Fantilli. I would, man, if the Sharks get move up to two, um, that would be absolutely amazing. I would be stoked. Um, yeah. Mm, a Carl trade could possibly get to you a third uh, first. Then, then we're cooking with gas. So um last question. Blue Science asks, talks about uh can uh can uh, he's been super aggressive just last couple of games. I thought he's looked great acting like a fourth forward. Yeah, I think he's really kind of found his game this year. I've been really, I've always kind of liked him. Um, again, I, I know the blue line for the, the CUDA, the beginning, it's really weird. The blue line, the forwards at the beginning of the year were kind of like really healthy and the blue line struggled and then it kind of flip flopped. And now the blue line, there's like an abundance of players for the Barracuda. Um, and so much so that they had to play two of them as forwards recently. Uh, while the forwards have been kind of decimated with injuries. Um, but yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's fighting for an NHL job this training camp. That would be, again, I know the blue line is super, super uh, kind of a log jam right now, but I don't know. There's just, there's something about, uh, about Kanaizev. I just don't put him and Kanijov on the same pairing together. Uh, my brain can't handle that. So um Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Uh, we'll be back next week on Monday. So just a reminder, next week, only three episodes. I'll be on vacation on Thursday and Friday next week. Going to Zion, looking forward to it. So, um, but thank you guys for, uh, ooh, Rodney asked, Frozen Fury going. Uh, we will see, probably not. I didn't realize it was a preseason game. So I don't know if I want to go the trek for Utah. I thought it was going to be like their opening game but i don't know we'll see probably not uh i I have plans with rodney like a couple weeks later so uh yeah that's gonna be fun but uh i don't know if i can get permission to do two things in the month uh from the missus but um anyway we'll be back next week um make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts and of course you can watch this bad boy on youtube as well uh you can listen like I just said, wherever you get podcasts, uh, I'm tired. Follow me on Twitter at my fry hole. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Locked On Sharks. 
be back on Monday. And until then, bye, friends.